Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. Today is our last episode with my guest, John. John does a podcast called A is for Alcoholic, which I've been a guest on, and now he's on Radio Rehab. And at this point in the conversation, John is already sober, and it's two alcoholics holding each other accountable because we're talking about the service work that we plan on doing to help our sobriety and to help other people. And we also talk about gratitude and how important that is and staying sober. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Every night I do uh, a gratitude list and with a friend and every night I'm like, things occur to me, things just kind of come out in that list because that unfortunately is one of the only places I write is in the gratitude Mm -hmm. list. I should and could write more, but I think like being on the radio every day, I've got to come up with so much content that like when I get home, I just want to turn my brain off and read. I don't want to produce yeah. any content. I just want to read, not write. But I noticed that writing that gratitude list uh, is like my way of journaling almost and like really helps me. Yeah. You know, I, to, to come up with new ideas, like the fact that I think I should do H&I, maybe I should go into jails, like things like that. I've thought about that a lot too. And I think it might be interesting, scary, and Definitely. probably fulfilling on some level. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I'd love to do that. I mean, I love the fact that you get to walk out afterwards. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You get to leave after you go in there and share the message. But I would, I would, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to because, like, one thing, um, and I don't know if it's been like this for you, but service was the thing I really dragged my feet on in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was my big spiritual awakening and made me go, why was I dragging my feet with the service part? Like, I did not want to, you know, everything that was asked of me, I felt like was too much. Like, I can't commit to something that's going to happen three months from now, was my way of thinking. And Mm -hmm. it's like the minute uh, I took on a service commitment, my life changed. You, you're making me. I gotta go. I gotta go find one now. I mean, it's it's it's. <laughs> I have been finding lots of excuses and and other justifications for the things that I do or say or or and and you know oh so I do a recovery podcast and so that's and you know I I've been told by a lot of people that it's very helpful to them and I feel very grateful for that, yeah. but it's not the same as being in as cleaning up and pouring coffee and 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 doing those things that that are just as important, you know? Yeah. Um, and then to just back to your point about journaling and gratitude lists and, and, and that kind of stuff. I now have been writing every single morning. Um, and there was, I read a book called the book of drugs by Mike Doty, who was in a band. He, I mean, he still plays music, but he was in a band called soul coughing back in the nineties. I don't know if you oh, remember this band. Yeah. Yes, yes. So yes. he is he is one of us and um he wrote this and book. And what's his book called? The Book of Drugs. The Book of Drugs. I highly Best suggest it ever. to anybody. Writing that down. <laughs> um I loved it. I tore through it in like two and a half days. I wrote him a letter. I s I didn't know I didn't have an address for him, so I just sent it to the bar that he plays at in in Tennessee where he lives. I was like, oh I don't know God, if he's gonna get hilarious. it or whatever. But I just wanted to say thank you, you know. And um one of the things he talked about is that he had difficulty finding a way to pray and some someone to pray to. And he said, I just started writing my prayers down in a book. And so every single morning I, I, I sit and I think about like, what do I want for today? 
and I write that prayer down. And then, you know, maybe I write about like, oh, it's cold outside and I don't want to go to the gym or whatever mundane nonsense that, you know, I write in my journal. But each day I start out with some kind of prayer, whether it's just a prayer for it to be a good day or to be productive or whatever. Um, but it's, it's been very, very helpful. So it's, it's something that I highly suggest for anybody who's interested in that kind of stuff. I absolutely want to read, want to read that book. And I do want to write down my prayers because (laughs) thanks to the 10th step, um, I've, I'm like, you know, constantly praying to be divorced from self-centered thinking and, to be divorced from my character defects, which come up all the time. Yeah. And then I forget, I swear, it's like I forget it the minute we, the minute I wake up, you know, or the, because the, mm-hmm. I, I do it at night before I go to bed, but then I completely forget it. And it's like, I think if I wrote that down, it would be a whole new ball game, you know? I mean, just even like the seven step prayer where you're, where you're asking to have your character defects removed so that, you know, you can do your higher powers bidding. Like, seeing stuff like that in writing really helps me because it's it's like I don't know what the thing is I I was when I came in I wasn't atheist or agnostic I mean I just was like whatever I'll try Mm -hmm. it I don't and you know when I ended up praying still for a long time didn't even know who or what I was praying to half the time right now I don't know if I know who or what I'm praying to I'm just praying because that's what you're supposed to do and I know it helps but I mean there's like lots of times where I feel like I'm praying constantly all day like please help me because I've got anger and you know as it says in all of our literature like anger is the luxury of somebody who's not an alcoholic Mm -hmm. we don't have that we don't have the luxury of being angry and I get angry a lot so a lot of it is like I'm praying to have the anger taken or I'm praying to like whatever's causing the anger which is always some kind of fear or pride or ego having praying to have those things removed so that I can just concentrate on something else and for me like the something else is always someone else um yeah like sponsoring people too yeah that's that's the biggest thing that's that's something i haven't done yet you haven't sponsored no you will love it what's stopping you from sponsoring somebody for me nobody wanted me to sponsor them for a long time (laughs) well nobody's asked um but i guess there's just that sort of like oh now i gotta i don't know i don't know i don't know because I do it with, you know, the the podcast that I host, it started out with just me and my friend reading together from the big book and then talking about it. Uh-huh. And so that's what we do once a week is we'd get together, we read from the big book, and then we talk about it. And then I don't remember who had the idea, but it was like, well, why don't we record this? And how hard could it be to, you know, get it on the internet? Uh, it's like, when I... I did a little research and it's not that hard at all. Not that hard. <laughs> yeah. That's why there's a half a million of them or half of whatever, however, right. hundreds of millions. But, um, but yeah, I don't know what's stopping me. Nobody's asked. I suppose if somebody was asked, I would have to say yes. I mean, cause that's what I was told is the right thing to do. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like my sponsor told me at nine months and I'm like, yeah, I had nine months sober and she was like okay we're stopping the steps here and i'm like whoa we're not done you know and she's like mm, you're gonna go sponsor somebody and once you do that that's when we'll finish um 
And I mean, I'm like, who would want somebody with nine months? I certainly wouldn't. Yeah. You know, but it turns out like, you know, you know, who would is is like a 19 year old who's in a treatment center. That's exactly who would look at me and go, yeah, she should be my sponsor. And that's what was happening. But they they all kind of like fell off. And I I don't think I got like the right sponsee until I was ready to take that on. And it came at a time when I was really depressed and having a hard time. And like. That's when I kind of figured out what was to be figured out about the program is that I was having a hard time. I was depressed. I'm like, I can't deal with your shit. Can't even deal with my shit. What do you want from me? And when I got past that and made myself be a sponsor anyway, that was when I had like the big spiritual awakening where I was like, oh, my God, my problems just went away through helping somebody else. It's amazing. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find because I I mean, I know people that walk up to newcomers and go, oh, I'm your new sponsor. See, I couldn't do that. No, I don't don't have that kind of personality. But I I admire the newcomers. I admire anybody who comes in and says, I've got 48 hours. And I'm thinking, how are you doing that? Because it's awful, you know, at the Mm -hmm. the beginning. And so I feel very I mean, I just I really I value them in in the group setting in the group conscience because I think it's, it's so, it's so hard. I I mean, I think about it now and I go, well, three and a half years and not that I'm resting on my laurels and I definitely try to, you know, keep myself spiritually fit these days. But when somebody who's only got a few hours or days or weeks, it's just, it's, I, I really value them being there. So yeah, because they have to really want it mm-hmm. to not only have such little amount of time, but maybe even still have alcohol in their system, maybe even still have the jitters. Yeah. And they're announcing it like, hey, here's me. Here's what's happening to me right now. I need help because I mean, that takes courage and and that really takes surrender. That takes a real desire to quit. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I get why people say the newcomer is the most most important person, you know, in the meeting. When when somebody first said that to me, I was like, I don't know, you're 20. Um, and somebody came up to me and was like, I had identified as a newcomer. And she's like, hi, you're the most important person in the room. And I remember being like, how'd you know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> with my 20-year-old attitude. Like, you know, and then it's like, yeah, I think I'll stay around under mm-hmm. 30 days for another 15 years, <laughs> which wasn't really a plan. But No. I had to, to remain the most important person in the room. But no, now I get it. It's the hardest. They've got the hardest job there. The yeah. The hardest job there to raise your hand. I raised my hand for 30 of the 30 days. Yeah, my first 30 days. I didn't see I didn't. I I feel like I feel like sometimes in in some ways I really dragged my feet and I think I was just I was so scared. And that's why I didn't go look for help right away. And I just Mm -hmm. thought I'll do it by myself and I'll just hide. And um, and then even when I was working the steps and, you know, going to a sponsor once a week, sometimes more, I just always felt like I was um. I didn't, I didn't give it my all. I didn't do 90 and 90. And so it took me a long time. You know, I quit going for like five months because I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to get up in the morning and go to this meeting Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go find another one. And I tried to find a few other meetings and find one that I really liked and I didn't like any of them. So I just wasn't going to go. And so it took me a long time before I started to take it seriously. I mean, I, 
I was in the program. I, I admitted to people I was in the program. I, I labeled myself an alcoholic. Um, but it was, it was probably 18 months before I really was like, okay, this is a part of who I am now. So I just, I took, I took the slow, (laughs) the slow route when I, I probably could have sped it up and, and done a lot more with, with a lot less, but that's just how I did it, you know? Whatever gets you here. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, this time I couldn't take the slow route because, you know, I'd relapsed so many times and this isn't my first time, but I mean, the slow route for somebody who's never been around AA and never been in the program totally makes sense. Whatever, you know, it's like whatever (laughs) works for the person, you know, it's. It's the most cliche thing, but people are always say it. It takes what it takes. It, it, just, is, it does. It's absolutely unique. And I know people, I talk to people who are not interested in AA at all. I know, I know people who have used it partially and then have discarded it. I know people who don't care for it at all, who, who stay sober. So that's fine by me. You know, whatever, whatever value you find and whatever helps you get sober, then please continue (laughs) it doesn't have to be my way or whatever it is totally yeah it's like yeah this is what works for me but you know whatever works for somebody else you know obviously I'm cool with them doing I just think it's funny the people who come in and they they look for anything but a because they're like I do not want to do those steps when it's like oh the steps will set you free Mm then you know but but yeah like anything that works for anybody all I know is me without a program is one angry asshole (laughs) oh my god I am the worst human when even when I haven't been to a meeting in two weeks I just suck at life I'm just a total piece of shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) that nobody wants to be around I'm angry I'm rageful I'm blaming and it's just amazing just like what going to one meeting will do just completely snaps me out of that. And I always hear the right thing because yeah. I don't like I said, I don't know what God is or who God is, but God definitely talks to me through everybody else in the rooms, mm-hmm. through all the other sober <clears throat> people I meet. Like God's voice comes out of their mouth because they say things I never would have thought of that I'm finally yeah. hearing for the first time. That seems like it's directed just to me. And it's like, oh, you know, one of those bright lights. Mm-hmm. I've tried to come up with some sort of vision of what God is to me and I'm still not quite there it's still very vague I kind of feel like right now God is this sort of God is like my roommate that I got off of Craigslist and works opposite hours of me in that he's never around when I'm around but as long as you know I do the dishes and pay my half of the rent I don't hear any bad news so that's kind (laughs) of Do you know I what I mean? That. So that's the best that I've been that. able to come up with as far as like, okay, so you just, you keep, you keep the common areas clean and you pay your rent, you know, spiritually speaking. And, uh-huh. um, they, they, you know, the roommate does the rest. And so that's kind of how I think about it for right now. Cause I know there's a feeling, there's a presence, there's something, things happen too often that are coincidental, but oh, I don't really buy that it's a coincidence. No, me so neither. So that's kind of what I'm working with right now. And maybe that'll change, but (laughs) I've never heard that analogy and I love it. I think that, I think that's great because it's almost, you know, I've heard other people who have a different concept of God saying, uh, you know, it's like God has been carrying them this whole time. And that's kind of what you're saying, but it's a more modernized version of that. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I know because I'm always trying to figure out what does God look like exactly and who God is? And it's, I can't figure it out. One time I saw a picture of like a 100 year old sea turtle 
And I was like, I bet that's what God looks like. Like the mm. turtle just looks so wise and nonplussed by everything happening and it's sure. in a surrounding and but, but then again, yeah, that was also who knows. That was probably one of my um, leftover drug crazy thoughts. <laughs> God looks like a turtle. Plenty of those. But yeah, I I don't know. I I just know that there's something that's that's bigger than me, and I'm glad. Yes, me <laughs> too. Because I can't do this. No, <laughs> I can't help me. Like if I prayed to me, it wouldn't work. No, no. And if I... other people prayed to me, it wouldn't work either. <laughs> don't do that. No, I don't. I don't need people praying to me. Um, no, but it's. <laughs> but yeah, I just I try to. I, that's what, that's what I try to do is just keep, you know, keep, keep the house clean. And you know, they, I think that's, I think that that's, that's what they say. Trust that's what God, they say. clean house, right? Trust help God, others. Clean house, Trust help God, others. clean house, help others. So whatever the service is and whatever I can do, whenever I can do it. And I'm sure that more service will, is on its way right now. Yeah. So it will be, <laughs> I will, I will be podcast. ready for that. Yeah. I, I, you never know. Um, but so that's, that's kind of, that's, that's what I do. I mean, that's my every day is wake up and I do my prayer in my book and and I go to a meeting right now. It's once a week. Sometimes it's more depending on how I'm feeling in the day and um and uh and you know, the podcast that I do and talking to people like you and and just it's it's a relief to know that other people feel the same way. And especially when like those weird thoughts and those angry thoughts and those sad, dark like really really fucked up thoughts and and then you hear it in somebody else and you're and i'm just relieved that that you're not alone that i'm not alone that's that's i love that that's one of my favorite favorite parts about the program Mm -hmm. before we sign off yes uh tell everybody where they can find your podcast um a is for alcoholic it's on spotify it's on itunes um a is for alcoholic.com and you can get links to wherever you need to go there we have a small blog posts that we're doing we're working on a book that's what it was originally supposed to be it was a book um oh cool yeah my my co-host jerry my friend he's an artist so he did we just did an alphabet it was it was originally going to be it was a poetry book that became a book about my alcoholism and my my journey to recovery oh, a through that's z where the title comes from that's I where the title it. comes from so I love it. So he drew all these pictures, and so I have all these pictures, and I'm just finishing up the last few pages of it, and um, rewrites and rewrites and rewrites. But that's what it was. It was originally a book. It still is. It will be one day. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's where you can find the podcast wherever you listen to them: iTunes and Google Play and and Spotify. Well, right on. Well, thank you for so much for coming on Radio Rehab. Thank you, Dana. Great. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and thanks to John for being on Radio Rehab. Check out his podcast. It's called A is for Alcoholic. If you would like to contact us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A, and all the social places. Thanks for listening. Keep coming back. <laughs>